Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School podcast. I'm excited to take you backstage again into my own solo cleaning business as I work through my 2020 SMART goals. This episode is called The Sandbox Parable of Retirement Planning. So here we go, let's dig in. Now that the school year was back for my family and my clients, I made the shift to do my new schedule. Now, I have not talked about this before. It's something I call Calendar Tetris. Remember the game? Bloop, 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 bloop. And you had to fit the blocks in the exact like orientation so they all fit together. I look at my calendar such as this. I knew it was time to shuffle my schedule and my clients around to move from alternating weeks of house cleaning of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Wednesday was no longer available for me to clean because I'm on dad duty that day while our kids are at homeschool co-op. My goal is also to reduce driving because when I'm adding new clients, like I have been this year, it's harder to optimize for the location part as you go. See, I tend to put newer clients where I have more time open so I can do amazing three-part initial cleanings and super impress them. It's okay if I take longer. I've got the space in my calendar to do it. But once I speed up and lock in these new clients, I begin to play this calendar Tetris. As a practice, I try to move clients very infrequently, like once a year or less. And I haven't done it in 2020 yet. People have been coming on my schedule. I've been putting them in a spot and I keep them there. But once I had this new schedule decided, I knew it was time for me to start connecting, so I messaged via email and text with each of my clients to let them know that I'm switching their cleaning from, let's say, Wednesday morning to Tuesday morning or Thursday to Friday, and then I wait for them to respond before I make the change on my calendar. I may have to go back and forth with them. Maybe they said, well, I can do this what's a Tuesday, but not mornings. Can you do afternoons? And I do my best to accommodate just as they do their best to accommodate me. And it's never really been an issue. Once in a great while, they said, I can't do that day. And I say, okay, no problem. Let me get back with you and find a different way to fit. And then I go back to my Tetris game and I refit the game in a way that would work. So that's how I play calendar Tetris. And in this case, they all happily agreed. During one of my house cleanings this week, I connected with my friend Ed Weidman over the phone. Now, he helps companies attract their best and ideal clients through SEO, Facebook, and even Google ads. And after he was telling me several success stories on what other cleaning companies are doing to run successful Facebook ad campaigns, I'm like, yo, Ed, can you help me do this? Because, I mean, solo cleaning school, I've been doing all my marketing for, I mean, pennies on the dollar. It's been so cheap. Google My Business has been free. Facebook has been free. My website is only like $25 or something like that per year. It's very inexpensive. The networking groups, I think I calculated that it's about $45 a month for those. It's been virtually nothing. My word of mouth has been incredible. 
I don't pay for leads. And Facebook ads, you pay some money to set up the campaign and then you pay five, 10 bucks a day to get the leads you want. Now I told Ed exactly who I was looking for and I asked him specific questions like, could you target a specific demo and psychographic? Now I knew the answer already and he said, sure, what do you have in mind? I said, well, there's a mom's group locally that I get a lot of results from. Could you basically take that mom that's in there? He says, yeah, we can create a lookalike audience. Oh, cool. So he knows all kinds of tricks that he can specifically target who I am looking to serve and then put my ad out to those people. Now, what I know is this. I need four houses to complete my goal. I've been doing it by word of mouth completely. I haven't been buying leads So here I am at the end of my goal. I need four houses. I'm not going to expect four leads is four houses. I know that I'm probably going to need 30 leads that are decent leads. And by the time those 30 go through my marketing system, which includes the profile to win and the use the phone as a filter and then my art of the estimate and my seven strategies to close the sale. Those are all in my model training course, which is included in the solo cleaning school elite membership. I knew that out of those 30, probably about four would be the right clients for me to move forward with that are willing to pay my optimizer prices because that's about where I am at. I'm closing in on the optimizer stage. I'm at the very, very end of stabilizing And so my prices are going up. So these last four houses, they will be higher. To give you an understanding of where I've been, my current seven or eight houses I have are an average of $168 per visit for a biweekly house. That's really good. My new prices are going to be more like $188 average. Honestly, I'd like to get $200 per house. And my last couple new houses have been on the higher end, $200 per visit. That's what I'd like to grow with because, hey, a $200 biweekly is $5,000 a year. $150 is a lot less. So I'll take a $5,000 house over, say, a $4,000 or a $3,500 house. I want more revenue on less houses. That's another way you optimize, by the way. So Ed gave me an outline and some examples of the process I should follow. And I said, yes, sir, I'm on it. I will get back with you. So that's my charge is to get this Facebook ad campaign set up with him and go get those last four clients. Cool. I mentioned my cousin Seth Bryan in this podcast before a couple times. Some on the good and some on the not so good. For example, I shared his impressive story on the podcast Finding Opportunities where he is stealth-like so creative in how he finds future homes that are not even listed yet in his real estate business. He can find the properties before they even go on the market. Super smart. But again, on the other side, he's also the one that during the Thanksgiving football game that I took my son to play with him and other buddies from church, he went all out to try and take down a wide receiver that just burned him badly around the corner with a little double move. He did his best to catch him. At the very end, he dove, and he took a cleat in the chin. I was the one that took him to the emergency room. Good old Seth. That was great. But all joking aside, Seth is like a brother to me. So Seth, if you're listening, that was just some fun. Man, I love you, brother. 
His wife, Abby, is part owner in a family business of a historic site for wedding venues, and she asked me to come over for a cleaning estimate. Now, she already knows that I am a specialist. She's seen my disinfection videos. She's watched some of my training videos, and Seth has cleaned with me a few times, and so they know that I'm like legit. I'm not just like a a family member that cleans. They know I'm like a legit business, and I'm part of their family. Different mindset. We arranged a meetup early with the whole family so I could do the estimate before we went to the playground and then we went to the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia for this like Jurassic World dinosaur show. It was super cool. But that was a family day and I just got an estimate done in the morning on the way. And the estimate itself, Abby was sharing with me how unhappy she was with the current cleaner, but she also shared the scope, the frequency of the work. I took copious detailed notes like I always do of the facility. It was pretty big. And I gave Abby a lot of things to consider. It's a lot of money. This is my takeaway. But the hours aren't ideal for me because Abby needs someone twice a week. The first would be a midweek visit, which is fine anytime during the week. The second one is between the two weddings and the Saturday night wedding doesn't end until 9, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. So the cleanup would have to be done between like 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. Sunday morning. That's a tough pill to swallow. Nevertheless, I promised to get the proposal out to her and go from there. Now, my integrity was challenged on Saturday morning, which is the day after this estimate with Abby. As I approached the door of office number two out of five, I noticed a flyer stuck inside. I had to remove it to open the door. It was a business flyer for another cleaning company. Ooh, what to do, what to do. What would you do? Many would take the flyer and throw it away. That's logical. Remove the competition. That's one way to become the tallest building. You can knock down the others. I did something different, though to align with my own integrity. Check this out. And my kids saw this. I took the flyer inside. I placed it on the receptionist's desk and wrote a note. I found this in the door. Have a great week. This is the other way to become the tallest building, is to build your building taller. I love this quote. There's two ways to have the tallest building in town. You can either build your building to be taller, or you can knock down all the other buildings. This is from Jim Rohn, legendary motivational speaker. See, not only did I feel good about myself when I chose to build my own building taller versus knocking down the others, but like I said, my kids saw me do it. I'm totally confident in the cleaning that I do for this company. If they chose to hire this other one, I live with that. But here's what I do know. By me doing this, and continuing to serve, they see, wow, he brought that to us. He made sure that he got some other company on our desk when they put it in the door. Wow, I trust Ken even more. So my building was built taller with trust with those owners. Beth Lane said this amazing in her episode, Trust is Everything. Go back and check that episode out if you have not heard it yet. Now let's get into the title of this episode. Several months ago, I met Tom McKee on LinkedIn. 
he invited me to his Edward Jones office for an estimate a week later. That was so cool. I was so honored. Then he showed up as a new member of my MCBA networking group, and we quickly became friends. See, Tom and I were the same age, have some common friends, and we were back and forth all stinking summer with trying to connect for lunch at a burger joint. It never happened. It kept getting pushed back until recently. We finally got on the board and we got to the place that we had a fantastic lunch. We connected, we goofed off, we shared family stories, but we also talked business. And our conversation was such an interesting one and it led in a direction that I had not foreseen. I'm so glad that I'm willing to ask questions and be a good listener because I learn so much from interesting people like Tom. See, I started out with sharing the Mexican fisherman story, which Tim Ferriss describes in the four-hour work week. This is an incredible story. I'm not going to give you the Cliff's notes or the Tim's notes on this. Just go and check this out. I'm going to do a bonus content video on the Mexican fisherman in my solo cleaning school YouTube channel. The links are in the show notes below. But I do encourage you to check out this extra video so you can understand what the Mexican fisherman is because when you get this, you're going to see how truly awesome a solo cleaning business is. You don't have to have the biggest enterprise to have the most joy in life like the Mexican fisherman. Now, Tom absolutely loved this story, and here's the discussion it led to about retirement of all things. Well, why not? That's what Tom does. He's a specialist in helping people plan for retirement, and that's the statement he made. Check this out. This stopped my wheels from turning. It stopped me in my tracks. I was like, stop the car. Here we go. He said this, Ken, I help people plan for retirement versus planning to live in retirement. I said, come again? Can you explain that? Tom went on, some clients come to me decades ahead of retirement and want to figure out how to have enough money in their nest egg such that they can live off the interest alone. They are planning for retirement. When they get there, they enjoy the money and their life and never run out. Other clients, Ken, they come to me at retirement age and ask for help. They have savings and pensions and such, but not a retirement nest egg large enough to sustain them through retirement. The time compounding benefits are way behind them. All I can do is help them with budgeting, cutting costs, and figuring out how they can live in retirement with what they have. Wow. I thought of the metaphor for this incredible lesson I was getting. I said, Tom, it's like the kid's sandbox in a way. At the beginning of the summer, I fill up the sandbox with a couple bags of play sand. And I said, Tom, you've got kids. What happens to the sand at the end of the summer? He's like, it's gone. It's all over the yard. I said, that's right. The sand is totally gone. That's what that second group of clients are doing. The ones that are planning to live in retirement, it's like they're coming to you with a sandbox that they've been playing in and they want your help on how to keep the sand in the box the longest. I want the sandbox, and these are the people that are planning for retirement. I want the sandbox that you can play in 
and have stress-free fun, not caring how much spills over, and yet knowing that someone comes every week to dump more sand in for me. (laughs) Tom was like, that's a good version of it too, I like that. But it's truly powerful, and it was a gut punch to me for sure. Do we want to be the type of people that are planning for retirement to have that sandbox that never runs out, or planning to live in retirement. So we have to budget the sand in the box and just try and live on what's in there and just hope that we don't lose it. We all need to create the type of cleaning business that not only provides the sand now, but will provide the sand long after we are cleaning. We can do that by scaling and growing a large company for sure. But we can also stay solo and follow my ISO model and build a company that is uber profitable. Look at me right now. I'm solo and I'm closing in on $100,000 per year. We live off $5,000 per month. We just paid off the rest of our debt and just started investing into a Roth IRA. We've started the process. Our next steps will include other retirement vehicles for investments like the SEP, or the solo 401k, or anything else that our financial planner recommends for our family. And by the way, many of these vehicles are totally pre-tax and a legit tax write-off. They can pull right off the stinking revenue of your company and you show less to the government for taxes. It is awesome. You got to look into the stuff. So here's what I want to tell you. If you don't have a long-term plan, don't panic. I just say this, go Start the process. Definitely, you're going to want to, at some point, get a professional like Tom McKee of Edward Jones. You're going to want someone like that in your corner. But for now, go get the Dave Ramsey book, Total Money Makeover. We got this in 2008, and we've been following his baby steps for many years. It has helped us tremendously. Like I said, we just paid off our debt. In fact, I mentioned the YouTube channel earlier. I'm doing two videos in this upcoming month, one on the Mexican fisherman, and the other is going to be the debt-free scream from our family that we did in our house after we made our last debt payment. So please, go check out the YouTube channel for the Solo Cleaning School. And also, I've mentioned a few books in here. Go to my resources page, which I've linked in the show notes, and you can find the links for the books, the four-hour work week that I recommended, and plus you'll see some other cool free resources on there as well. All right, let's shut this one down. Have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.